Hey Clyde. Hey Martijn, how are you doing, man? I'm doing really good. How uh, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, bu- uh, busy with my thesis, man. Yeah, Been struggling, here. but uh, yeah, now working on my methodology. Okay, but I also nice. played uh, what hockey on uh, Sunday. Nice. Yeah, nice. Did you win? Nah, sadly no? enough, not. Nope, ah. no. Nope. Was it? T- it was a close match, but. Could have been better. Could have been better. How okay. about yourself? Yeah, I had a lovely, lovely weekend. Uh, played some water polo. Mm-hmm. We won. And uh, just like you, uh, was working on my thesis oh, as well. Man. So, uh, you know, getting the grind on, you know. So yeah, uh, Third year is communication science students. Third you know what's year? up? Damn. To be we honest, made it, man. We, we made, made it. it. <laughs> Time has flown by. But, uh, yeah. So what are we uh, going to be doing today, Clyde, for the lovely listeners at home? Yeah, well, uh, firstly, welcome to the Future Outlook podcast. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> Brought to you by Clyde and Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, what we're going to be doing is talking about like our experiences in Module 11, Come at Work Module, Yeah. about the last couple of months. Yeah. Where we got uh, the opportunity to uh, interview alumni as yeah. well as uh, visit uh, companies. Yeah, and, and uh, varying in different uh, sectors. Different and, uh, sectors, a lot of different, uh, yeah, different people to for us to be able to talk to. And I think it was just a great opportunity for us to not only see how the professional field is like, but also to give us a really proper indication as to what doors could be opening for us in the future after our study. Because, yeah. yeah we're really right now in the phase where we're either deciding on a master or uh, looking towards uh, maybe a professional career and after our bachelor. Also finding out what we liked in our two years of studying yeah. and seeing where yeah. that could bring us later. Yeah, for example, uh, things we did was like making an app, yep. crisis communication, module three. Module three, man. That was... Uh, was great. That was great. That was absolutely awesome. But yeah, we've learned so much and uh, yeah. Not much time. I want to start things off, but... With those company visits. Okay. Which ones were your top three? Oh, my top three. Not yeah. going to lie. I think uh, this was definitely a tough one because we visited, what, in total five, five. companies? Yep. Yeah. So I would have to really say that uh, the my first top one was Nadop. Nadop is oh, a nice. technology uh, company, so to say. And uh, they basically specialize in uh, many things. They have like seven sectors that they work in. For Damn. example, livestock, retail, uh, healthcare, things like that. And uh, yeah, no, the company visit was awesome. We got uh, treated to a, a very nice lunch. We uh, had also a really nice case study, which made it really practical to see how healthcare has to deal with different problems relating to the software that they provide. Yeah, and also pretty interactive. It in was very sense. interactive, yeah, because from the presentation, uh, yeah, directly after that, they uh, they put us in groups and then we really worked on everything. So uh, it was a great day and a really great opportunity to see, the, see how it was. And then, uh, yeah, not to be biased or anything, but my second <laughs> company that I really enjoyed was uh url because at url i also did my internship yeah. and uh i uh i kind of helped organize it so mm-hmm. uh, it was also really great because i i could really see the time and everything that they put into it mm-hmm. so um, yeah we got a presentation given to us by the pr and comms team and uh the the head of hr was also there or yeah the one of the hr yeah. people and uh yeah no it was just really great to see uh, an external perspective so to say and then uh, lastly i think the company that i really liked oh I think it would have to be skills because funny enough, yeah. like I already mentioned, I, I did PR and comms at URL mm-hmm. and URL has everything to do with trains and everything. And, um, one pass 
And uh, funny enough, at Skills, they are part of the back end of reservations and everything for train and bus. Okay. So uh, they develop uh, the software for it. And then they basically for customers like Eurostar, which is a high speed line that goes to London from, for example, uh, Amsterdam, Rotterdam, things like that. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, no, that was a really great experience. So oh, uh, nice. it was very nice yeah, to also see how my knowledge is multifaceted. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really happy that I got to experience that. And uh, Clyde, let me switch the question over to you now. What were your top three companies? I think for me, the one that stood out most was uh, Talos, okay. which is uh, Talos Hengelo works on radar systems for the military. But Talos in general is basically a military-based company. And what I like most about it is how it's a yeah, international organization. Yeah. And as well as like be- because it's so big, yeah. there's so many opportunities. Yeah. So that's what I like most about Talos. Um, then my second one was Onso Eurorail. Ah, oh, dude, it was nice to see <laughs> that nice. as well. Yeah. Because um, yeah, Eurorail even more international uh, environment. Yeah, People coming from different countries, parts yeah. of the world. It was really nice to see because, yeah, personally, I grew up abroad. Yeah. So seeing that, reflecting that really spoke to me. And I was like, yeah, okay, th- this is something that I, yeah, in the future, would like to experience myself. Yeah. And then, yeah, the final company. Hmm. think it had to be AdWise. AdWise is like an mar- online marketing strategy company which helps other clients. Okay. But the way they worked was very flat-based, open. Uh, their offices were really cool. So you had like little game rooms and oh, meeting cool. rooms which you got to go. Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely my top three. Nice, man. Okay, and uh, now to the tough question. Which one did you actually dislike or like a little less than the than your to- top Ooh, three? I think for me, it had to be... Yeah, novelty, <laughs> because I was late yeah. for that one. <laughs> so I didn't get, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear a lot about it. But okay. yeah, I know for per- personally, entrepreneurship seems cool. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, in the past, I would want to become an entrepreneur. But to be honest, it doesn't really speak to me as much as uh, other things. Okay, no, makes sense. Yeah. How about yourself, Martin? Yeah, I think also uh, you mentioned novelty as well, but... Uh in this case, I also thought that this was one of my least liked because, yeah, just like you said, of course, they, they really tried their, they really put their efforts yeah. into it, into the presentation and also uh, showing us their offices. But uh, just like you also said, the entrepreneur f- oh, entrepreneurship field yeah. is something that I'm uh, not as interested in because, of course, I've also gotten advice from, for example, my father who started his own mm-hmm. company. Oh, yeah. And he uh, basically told me that uh, if I do want to step into issues and continue on the business, I first actually have to build up my own experience. So I think for starting a business this is definitely something that i want to do later on in life Mm -hmm. so i'm not as interested in it as uh as i don't know a young entrepreneur would be or Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so first build up my own experience and then uh yeah then who knows maybe one day start a company Mm -hmm. yeah who knows man yeah and uh, yeah mentioning these top three like Going on to our next question, in what type of organization do you see yourself working in? Yeah, that's, uh, I think, a very interesting question, Clyde, because uh, we have so many directions that we can go into. So uh, I think for me, uh, you already kind of mentioned it in your little introduction mm-hmm. on your uh, top three and how you liked URL so much. So uh, just like you, I grew up abroad and everything, and uh, I lived seven years in China, so I really got to experience this uh, multinational uh, and so many different cultures. So I think for me, it's really I want to work in a flat organization that's... Um, Really, what do you call it? Uh, multinational has a lot of different cultures because I just feel like I'm the most comfortable there when it comes to not only worth working with so many different people, but being able to take on so many different projects because with a flat hierarchy, you're really able to uh, 
to reach out and to do the things that you really want to try. So they really give you the opportunity for that. And I saw this also during URL, which was really great. And uh, yeah, yeah. just l less barriers, less uh, barriers. Yeah, less barriers. So yeah. and I think, yeah, for me, like Talis really had those barriers. Yeah. So if I yeah take that into my own opinion, indeed, I also want to work into a multinational international organization. OK, because the culture as well speaks to me. Yeah. But uh yeah, the barriers, I would also want a flat hierarchy. Yeah. But what sta would stand out to me the most uh, with these international companies yeah. is the opportunities they give you to travel. Okay. And for me, yeah, I find that quite a big part. Yeah. Yeah, I love seeing the world. It's really exploring. cool. It's I really think, cool. yeah, it also comes to my dad. Uh, my dad loves to travel and they yeah. brought that into the family. So. so it's part of a little, I think we're a little bit similar, so to say. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of part of our DNAs. No, correct. Yeah. But another thing what I would also like to see in organizations is giving us time to further develop ourselves. Okay. So providing us workshops. Yeah. Uh, I know at AdWise, 10% of the time was given to you to learn something else. Okay. I know like one of my alumni interviews, Yeah. Uh, Emily uh, Rendell, yeah. she specifically chose international company for these reasons. I'm an international student in the Netherlands. I think there, for internationals, it would be a lot easier to enter the job market in Amsterdam because it's just a more international environment. Yeah. So these are also tiny factors. Yeah, so you see like what I also mentioned, this is also a reason yeah, for no, international companies. No, very cool. Yeah, and I actually, uh, during my time working at URL, I got to deal with uh, also agile ways of working. So I actually kind of want to get your insights on what agile actually is, because agile is kind of, to, to keep yeah. it brief, it's like an iterative approach. So you have like these, these periods where you work on a project and then at the end you reflect and you really go back to the drawing board to see where things are, uh, where you can actually improve. improve. Yeah, Things like that. So actually, what is your take on work agile because yeah i've experienced it but i'm actually curious from an outsider perspective yeah. what who, who hasn't worked agile i don't think i've ever worked okay. agile in that sense except for maybe the app designing uh module yeah. where you i think it's related to human-centered design yeah, where you definitely. put the human first yeah and then create a product and yeah. go back to that target audience that you wanted and ask them okay is this what you wanted yeah and from there can improve it i think the system works really well because uh, let's say if you decide on, oh, I want to build this and send it to the market, yeah. you can have a lot of negative feedback. And actually, I think with Agile system, you really know points of improvement from the start. Yeah. And you can keep on iterating and improving it. Okay. No, awesome. Yeah. And it's uh, just like you also said with the whole idea of improving and with companies also putting up these different efforts to be able to uh, to also improve your skills and things like that. It's really just a great opportunity to not only revisit the product, but also mm -hmm. to uh, give future improvements. So yeah, that's uh, that's a very great way of uh, of working, I would say. And yeah, also uh, it's also more developer based agile, mm -hmm. also because yeah, especially like you also mentioned with the app. So uh, yeah, no, working agile. That's I think also kind of leads on to why I want to kind of work agile maybe later oh, in yeah. the future because you know it, it really allows for you to not only develop and hone your skills because you can really what do you call it see what you did in that quarter or in that period where you were developing the product mm -hmm. and you can really add it on to your skill set saying like oh yeah I didn't do as good with the planning or I didn't do as good and in, in the executing phase. Yeah. And then you can really work on those skills, you know? Yeah. So further yeah. develop yourself. Further yeah, develop you. yourself. So yeah. I think now it's a really nice uh, leeway into our following section where we really talk about the why and uh, why we want to uh, do the things that we do. So I think one great way to start it off is how do you actually see yourself adding value later on 
to accompany Clyde. Yeah, I remember in the module 11 when we did the cues for a task yeah. where we had to like see what, what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses for ourselves, but also our close mutual connections yeah. grading us in that sense. Yeah. And I know for me, I really struggled with being decisive and articulating my ideas, actually articulating in itself, yeah. which I actually want to improve on. But what I really was good at is interacting. And I really feel like, okay, go with your strength yeah. and develop that even further. Because the way that I imagine adding value to an organization is motivating people who aren't motivated, as well as inspiring people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, actually trying to get the whole atmosphere or the... Yeah, the atmosphere of people up. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. No, that's definitely also uh, working with you in several modules and everything. I definitely yeah. see how your interacting skills, it really energizes not only myself, but I think also other group members. So you definitely have the skills for that. And I think an, another aspect was actually like, okay, engaging with colleagues. Yeah. And one of my alumni uh, interviews with Majbre, who works at the Hagenzieke House, uh, uses color profiles. Okay. And uh, here's a short clip about that. Who do you need to get the job done? And uh, we also work a lot with color profiles from Insights Discovery. I'm a real red person, really uh, goal-driven. And uh, the advice is be brief, be bright, be gone. And everybody has uh, this uh, this tower. And well, some people are really blue. They are really detailed persons. No, I'm not. So I really want to work with somebody from my team who's, who have a uh, blue energy, they call it. So that colleague can make the planning. I can set the goals because I'm really red energy. And also with yellow, it's I have a lot of IDs. So if you say something and I have 10 IDs, that's not really um, result driven sometimes because mm. during the process, I said, oh, I have a new ID. And then you have <laughs> to have a blue colleague who says, no, my grid, stick to the plan. We've made a planning. This is a new ID. This is not the scope of the project. And I said, okay. So with this kind of stuff, we make the team better. And that's really something I really like to do. Yeah, so that's a really interesting take on uh, how the color profiles Yeah, go. correct. And it's funny enough, I read a book about color profiles. So when I heard companies using this as well, I was like, oh my God, also URL used yeah, it. Yeah, URL uses it, yeah. So how to communicate with your stakeholders. Not, yeah. yeah, not only with stakeholders, but with colleagues. Yeah, and I think effective communication is really like important it's uh, key. when working. Key to success. Because yeah. yeah, sadly, I wasn't able to do the whole color profile mm -hmm. uh, thing at URL because I was just an intern and it was really for fixed colleagues. But they, funny enough, they tried also always guessing kind of which colors oh, yeah, I am. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, Clyde, just for the people at home, yeah. what are what are the different colors oh, yeah. actually? Uh, so yeah, uh, red would be very aggressive. Uh, as Maj Britt said, a blue person would be uh, very into the details. So maybe more uh, locating in logistics. Yeah. Uh, green and yellow, which I am, is very yeah uh, enthusiastic, uh, very easy to communicate with yeah. people, very open. Yeah. So yeah, that's a little summary of the color okay, profiles. Cool. I think Martin, you're also a bit of a green and uh, yellow. I'm definitely also uh, a little bit of a green and yellow, <laughs> and uh, I think yeah, for myself because you already spoke about how you would add value, but. Yeah. In this case, just like you, when looking at the Q-sort skills, uh, there I was really, uh, my interacting and my leading skills were really up there. And especially because, um, what do you call it? Uh, being able to interact with people, being able to really work with many different types of people, because that was also one of my skills I was also pretty rated highly, was uh, the ability to uh, work with people from different cultures. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, definitely I, how I see myself. I think also growing up abroad, that yeah. improved that mindset already. Yeah, definitely, because of course, when I when I moved, when I was three, it was, yeah, I was just from the Netherlands, but yeah. already from my background, my, my mom being French, my mm -hmm. dad being Dutch, that's already providing me this multicultural background. So I really, just like you, 
I think also kind of the idea of energizing people and to really try to get people going because through interacting and through really trying to understand the bigger picture, mm -hmm. I really want to be able to give colleagues, give managers, anyone around me the opportunity to not only see the things that I can do, but also to try to motivate them if, for example, they're, they, they've hit a wall yeah. or uh, a project isn't going the way that they want. I really want to be able to, to help, so yeah, to say. Correct. So yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely... Uh, an interesting way because I think also that's a really hard question the how you're adding mm -hmm. value because yeah. we're just starting off. Yeah, and I, I also did an internship as well at uh, yeah. the officers. It's a very small company in uh, Amsterdam and there was like really like with this knowledge, how am I able to help out? But I yeah. believe like once entering a specific organization, you will find a way to add value. Yeah, exactly. Because of course, depending on the task, mm -hmm. everything's going to be new. Yeah, but... Just like uh, what you mentioned in the first section, uh, they have enough tools set up for you to actually hone your skills yeah. and to really improve the things and that- I think uh, experience in itself yeah. uh, really provides yeah, more uh, value adding. This whole journey from becoming a junior to senior, senior? Yeah. will be a very interesting ride, uh, but I'm definitely sure. looking forward to it. For sure. So I definitely uh, think that that's a really nice little leeway into our uh, next section. Yeah. The future. The, the future. The future. What does it hold? What do you want to become, uh, Martijn? Oh, that's, I think, one of the hardest questions that I've ever come yeah. across ever since I was three years old, <laughs> as man. long as I could remember. <laughs> want to become but, an uh, astronaut at first. But <laughs> <laughs> I want to become a doctor. But hey, I'm a communication science student now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, yeah, what we think we want to become, well, yeah, you asked the question to me now, yeah. but uh, I think definitely looking at how I've also experienced the professional life from doing all the little side jobs and things like that, and also with my internship, I definitely, not to be biased or anything, mm -hmm. could see myself definitely as a um, as a PR and comms intern, mm -hmm. or not intern, sorry, but yeah. as a PR and comms <laughs> professional. professional. Yeah. But uh, I think also what actually was really interesting with that I came across during my interviews when I spoke to, for example, Malin Leibrink, who is the change communication expert at Accenture. She works for a consultancy firm. And uh, what was really interesting, this whole idea of change, because with change as a consultant, which also came across during our uh, company visit at the Vim Group, who are brand consultants. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was just really interesting to see how you have to be on your feet, be able to deal with several different clients, because you're always changing, right? Yeah. And uh, this whole idea of change is not only interesting to me, but it really teaches you how to put yourself into different shoes depending on your client yeah. so i think uh looking back at my q sort that's also something that i should improve if i want to be mm -hmm. a proper consultant and so uh i really have to oh, get nice. better at planning and organizing <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, me and, too, uh, man. <laughs> yeah now uh, let's 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 listen to malin who has a pretty nice quote for this uh, part change is imminent i can't not change because the people i work with change the client changes so there's change all the time oh. And like I said, I would just say, try to embrace it, figure out as soon as possible how the person uh, opposite of you, so most likely the client works and uh, adapt. Adapt, I think is a big word because you can't yeah. be so stoic in your way of working because you are the one delivering something for them. They pay you to work there. So uh, you need to be able to adapt and uh, be efficient. Yeah, so that's uh, basically a really nice way to sum yeah. it up because, yeah, the whole idea of change and adaptability is a skill of its own. Mm -hmm. So to really be able to uh, 
become the next best consultant yeah. or I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's definitely a nice way to uh, to look at it. And yeah, actually going back to the idea of URL, sorry, there's actually a really nice thing that was actually said during the company presentation was that PR and comms are the guardians of the story. story yeah, man. And I remember hearing that and that spoke to me as well. I was yeah. like, oh, it really is. Speaking of uh, speaking to you, Clyde, <laughs> what is something that you actually want to become later on? I know after all these company visits and the modules, um, module three, the crisis communication yeah. spoke to me the most. And okay. therefore I fall, I think I'll yeah, later become a brand manager. Mm. But after visit, visiting Little Rocket, which is yeah. a data analyst uh, company who helps clients with their data, um, I think data an, uh, data, a data analyst would also be a position I would like to be in. Because uh, more and more aspects of our lives are, is being set online, being put yeah. on the internet, and more and more data is being generated every day. And what I found out with Little Rocket, making links with data can be a very valuable asset to companies in creating a very yeah, effic effective solutions yeah. to their problems. So I think in the definitely brand manager speaks to me the most, okay. uh, but with data, with a data-driven solution. Yeah, no, that's definitely a, a really interesting take because, yeah, as you said, the world is getting more datafied as well. Mm -hmm, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we have to basically prepare ourselves to be able to face the future. Yeah, and I think what I like most about being a brand manager is the, yeah, you, your company has a brand, a positioning, and a reputation, and you have to align all communication with that. And throughout our communication time, we realized how difficult that is yeah. when, uh, yeah, one source says this, another person says that. And uh, also balancing and managing stakeholders. Yeah, and I think that's also kind of ties in with what I want to maybe become as a yeah. consultant because, yeah, the whole idea of change and uh, everything that we've seen over the different modules, you yeah. really have to be able to not only take in all this new theory, but apply it to something that's completely new for you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think uh, all roles are kind of tied with each other, yeah. but, of course, the skill sets that you develop along the line are, of course, different at the end. So uh, speaking of these skills, what are some skills that are actually required for you to succeed later on in, yeah, in whatever role? Ooh, I think one skill I'd like to touch upon is the skill of composure. And uh, I've spoke to different people throughout my company visits as well as the alumni. And uh, I know that being composed is being able to think clearly during stressful situations. And some people could do that very well and other people can't. I'm a person who can't do that very well. And I get caught up into like maybe a panic mode. And I sometimes would need to learn how to take a step back so I could think more clearly. Okay. So that's definitely a skill that I want to improve. I think other skills is managing people. As a manager, you're taking more senior roles. So therefore, yeah. you would have to have good uh, collaboration skills as well as being able to yeah, lead people, be yeah. a leader. I think uh, now, I think for me also, that's, uh, that's also really relevant because especially when you want to become uh, in a manager role or become in those managing positions, you really have to be able to not only work with the people amongst you, but also work... Uh, cross teams because mm -hmm. sometimes that also applies because if you're managing a certain position then you really sometimes deal with I don't know people from the developer team or people from a different side so you really have to be able to not only put yourself into the shoes of other people but also be able to uh, properly communicate with them yeah and empathize empathize yeah exactly exactly that's the right way uh, now we're talking about it. soft skills but they're also I yeah. probably think some hard skills I'll need to have because data analysis you yeah. need to know how to code yeah in our study we used our, the, the, studio. our studio yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, a hell of a time. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> but like stuff, yeah, different, I think, tools to analyze data would be something I would need to learn yeah, to I use, know. as well as social media, probably, okay. the okay. affordances of social media. 
the affordances of social, social media. media. Yeah, yeah, I know. And also, uh, I also think that for me, the idea, also based off of my skills or of, of my Q sort, sorry, mm-hmm. is that uh, my planning and organizing is really uh, up there. So no matter what I want to become, if it's a consultant or, or I don't know, maybe a brand manager yeah. or a PR and comms or mm-hmm. anything that we just spoke about, planning and organizing is really all because if you don't plan and organize your work properly, then you're not going to be able to properly finish your tasks. Yeah. So yeah, not only that, but I feel like uh, when I was looking at my cue sorts, it's really uh, the idea of thinking and managing. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely places where I really have to uh, improve myself because sometimes the thought process is not always there. Just like you mentioned at the beginning, also my skills with regards to being decisive are not always up there. So because depending on your position, you're going to be the expert there and you really have to learn to be the decisive one. You're going to yeah, have to make correct. the end decision, so mm-hmm. to say. Definitely so, agree with yeah, that. That's, and yeah. I, also to link planning and organizing with composure itself. In my interview with Emily Rendell, she also mentioned that planning your week really helps reduce your stress during stressful yeah. situations. But also with Thales, it's a military run organization. Yeah. So that's all they do. And she said, practice runs you do have to be perfect. Taking them seriously yeah. is already half the work. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but now on to the next question. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what are we doing in our master's? Are you going to do a master's? I, uh, I am definitely going to be doing a master's. Uh, are you going to be doing a master's? <laughs> I'm definitely going to do yeah. a master's Damn. as well, man. Yeah. Nice. I think the master that I will be doing is the master's at the University of Twente. Of course, uh, I was looking at other master's. I was looking at Tilburg University, for example, at oh, communication same. and information sciences there. But... Uh, not to be biased or anything, but Twente also kind of feels like home in this case, because especially with uh, the Twente education model and things like that, I really learn really practically as well. So uh, not only in the bachelor was I able to do so many different projects, mm-hmm. but uh, this is something that I definitely see that makes Twente, the University of Twente also a really special program. And so, uh, yeah, the track that I also am uh, interested in is organizational, uh, what is it called? Organizational management and reputation? Or no, organizational communication Communication. and reputation. That's, I think, a track that really interests me because especially uh, being able to communicate from within an organization, not only external or internal is really interesting. And yeah, keeping up a proper reputation is really important nowadays, like... uh, especially with so much data being around, mm-hmm. especially with the internet becoming so popular with social media. So and it's really media forms. Uh, media being forms. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, that's uh, really where I see myself going. And yeah, it's also a little bit uh, easy to, yeah. uh, to stay here because it's just nice. Yeah. I know for myself, it's exactly the same. I'm going to also study here at uh, the University of Twente, yeah. continue a master's program. I know for me, uh, signing into the bachelor itself in the Netherlands, you have a study, study gids, study guide, which yeah. compares all the subjects yeah. uh, and all the universities and communication science bachelor was number one. So I was like, never went to open day, Funny. just signed in first try. Yeah. And uh, yeah, University of Twente is ranked number one again. So I still believe in that. I indeed agree with the Twente education model of having the practical, like university is theoretical. This makes it practical. Exactly. So that's what I really like about it. And I think the directions I would like to go in is the, yeah, the dual, uh, the dual master, the dual master, which is not technically dual masters, but uh, digital marketing, which combines both communication science and business administration, international business. That seems very interesting, as well as corporate communication. Nice. uh, Yeah, as a brand manager, I would see both of those tracks being useful. I see a great future in you, Clyde. I see a great future in you, Martijn. 
Well, well uh, I think that uh, just about wraps things up for uh, for today's podcast. Yeah, Would I you say? definitely agree. And I think it's best to leave the audience with a good take-home message and what we learned through all this. Yeah, so I think uh, during my interview with Anke de Zwart van Vingerde, who is the head of change and engagement, communication, innovation and strategy at Philips, who uh, during our interview was uh, provided actually a really nice piece of advice for us. So I think let's let's first take a listen to that. I would definitely start with find out what you really like. Yeah. Because I think your own personality and characteristics are never lying. Yeah. Um, I would really, I, I'm more of the person that I, I, I would really start from your strengths instead of uh, finding something you should should do from yourself or something like that. I think um, biggest motivation is always if you get energy out of your work. And I think then um, it also really depends on what kind of environment do you really like. And that, that depends also on your characteristics. So for me personally, um, I like a very dynamic, more creative, fuzzy, uh, when things are not clear, so to say, um, environment, and that I can shape, that I can help shape. Um, so I think that is quite important for yourself to figure out what, what gives you energy. And uh, also, I think what I mentioned before, I think the identity of an organization yeah should match your own values if that's not the case you will have a hard time and also from a motivational perspective i think it's important that you feel like this is why i come out of bed every day and you and that that but at least that's for me um that you have that you have a purpose in life why you do the things you do because i think at least for me my work is a big chunk out of my time and i think there are indicators for that so i i would definitely recommend um to speak with more persons than only an HR person or your new manager. So I think your colleagues are equally important. If you do not have colleagues that also match with your, um, uh, yeah, that's, I think why these, these values are so important. These mm-hmm. values are so important. Uh, then it's also hard. Then your colleagues make or break your work. I think after hearing that quote, it really does speak to me because at the end of the day, I'll keep my options open, have a student mindset of learning and take opportunities which will come to me as a communication science background has set me up for success. And I think that's also a really nice way to end because uh, on my end, all roads lead home is a saying that I think is best applicable to how I feel that my professional career will go later on in life and also how it will look like. So I think we will find our way amongst this vast uh, ocean depth of professional (laughs) careers. But I think that no matter what we end up doing, I think we'll uh, we'll have a blast in life, and uh, we shouldn't be afraid and take yeah. any opportunity that we have. And stay happy. And stay happy, yeah. Hey, Matan, there's only one way to end this. There's only one way to end this. Boy, boy, boy. thank you so much, listeners.